0: Hey City Rev family, welcome to the City Rev Live podcast. If you found yourself here, we want to say welcome. Each week on this podcast, we feature content and conversations that help strengthen your relationship with God and others and equip you to make a difference right where you are. For this summer, we're doing a bit of a throwback series in which we're featuring conversations from previous podcast episodes. Now, we've condensed them a bit to give you just the very best from each of these episodes. We hope this conversation you're going to hear today encourages you in your personal growth and your unique faith journey. And hey, if this conversation is something you enjoy, let us know. We would love to hear from you. Send us a DM on our social media platforms. We'd love your feedback and to hear how this has helped shape this season for you. Enjoy this episode and we'll talk soon, fam. My name is Justin, this is Roby. We're so glad to spend some time talking about a topic that I think is gonna be really helpful for us in this season. And so for this episode, we're talking about worry. And uh, I don't know about you, but right now we are in a world that is flooded with worry, flooded with anxiety. And so hopefully our conversation will be helpful to that. So Roby, why don't you just start off and share with us a little bit about how you would define worry, um, and maybe some of the ways in which worry is kind of expressing itself right now,
1: uh, especially in a season like this. You know, there's so much out there. There's all these news updates and medical updates, and there's all these. I mean, even conspiracies of what's happening right. and projections of what's out there. There's just so much content out there that produces worry. And I would just basically say, worry is giving in. To the uncertainty of the future. And that produces wow. anxiety, it produces insecurity, it feels it makes us feel vulnerable. And so I, I think worry is something that we are all very, very susceptible. And I know for me, I mean I'm I'm not like a champion non-worrier. I work at it, but I know even in this season, you know, there have been times that mm. I have felt you know, anxiety about uh, for all, all different ways, you know, what's gonna happen with the economy? What's gonna happen with my health? What if my family gets sick? What if a loved one that I know that is an, in a high risk category, what if they get sick? Right. And so a uh, worry can can really plague us right now and um, especially in a season like this.
0: Yeah, and how would you say, because I think for um, a lot of us who are listening, a lot of us who are living right now in, in this can a particular moment, I think the word that comes to my mind when I think of worry is the word control. Oh, and wow. feeling this sense like, well, I can control my life. And maybe up to a few weeks ago, before the whole coronavirus situation emerged, a lot of us had a sense of control over our lives. Yes. And then all of a sudden that control it's quickly exposed that we had none of it. Yes. So how do you how do you also relate this idea of worry with our desire for control or lack of control.
1: Yeah, I think that's really good. I think control is a big part of it. I think we have the illusion of control and we operate comfortably in this illusion of control. And so um, what happens with worry, worry is so much about the future And there's a lot in the Bible, you know. Jesus just basically says something like, "Tomorrow will take care of itself." You know, focus on today. And so that that statement, "One day at a time," that is actually capturing a biblical truth of focusing in on today. And 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 really, with uh, with when it comes to dealing with worry, it's about getting comfortable about who is in control. And I, I really think that it's possible for us when it comes to worry. To, to extinguish it altogether, which sounds crazy, but I think even in a moment like this, what the Bible speaks to, we can actually just, we can shut it down and extinguish it in our lives altogether. So
0: speak to that for the person who's listening or even, I mean, all of us, we have people in our lives who are in this place. And as followers of Jesus, we, even if we ourselves are not in a worried place, we want to be able to speak into those who are worried, who are experiencing anxiety. So what do you say to the person? How do we shut it off? How do we extinguish that?
1: Yeah, for sure. So none of us want worry, Mm. but we often don't believe we can get rid of it. So you know, we're, we're driving in our car by ourselves and we got the music on, we're trying to drown out worry, we're laying in bed up at night, just watching the fan circle, we're dealing with worry, you know, it, it makes us anxious, it makes us irritable, it makes us short. And if if maybe your spouse is also struggling with worry, you're kind of, you're, you're you're being short with each other, that's creating more anxiety, more friction. And so we want to shut it down. And here's the good news. Uh, there's a passage in here that talks about this that I love. In fact, this is actually my wife, Rebecca. This is one of her favorite passages. Tap over there too. When, yeah, so we're gonna look in Philippians four. This is one of Rebecca's favorite passages in dealing with, with worry and, uh, and mine too. And so this is one that we run to in our, in our household. But let me just read this. So I'm gonna read Philippians four, four through seven. Um, it, this is what it says. in Christ Jesus, a lot in there.
0: Wow, so this is seeming to promise that what's available to us as followers of Christ is that there's this peace from God, that's of God, that can guard us. So break it down for us a little bit. Help us understand what what is this passage teaching us about worry and the peace that's available to us?
1: Yeah, so for starters, it I mean, opens up and really walking through this, I encourage you to go back to this text. If you're listening, go back to this uh, as often as you can. I mean, this is... Um, it, it just walks you through it. So Philippians again, Philippians four, four through seven. Um, go back and read through this when you're when you're dealing with worry. But it, the first thing is it says is it says rejoice in the Lord always, and that's a that is a command, mm-hmm. and that is a miracle that is offered to a Christian that the world has no concept of, the world doesn't understand there, and there is no. I, I don't believe there is any other framework that can capture that. Uh, we could we could spend a lot of time talking about that, but there, it starts with the command to rejoice always, which I think is strategic because of the background. It's it's helpful to understand the background of Paul writing to the Philippians. Paul is in prison. Right. He is feeling he, talk about vulnerability. Any moment he could be executed, and eventually he was. This is mm. probably one of the last letters he wrote. And so, if he can command the Philippians to rejoice. That's powerful. This is not coming from a guy who's got it all together. This is the, at one of the lowest, most vulnerable moments of his life, and he's commanding us to, to rejoice. That,
0: that's so good. And I, I even remember something I've been reading recently. I read Philippians recently, and I was struck by chapter 1. Paul says, you know, he's in prison, and he says, I want you to know to my listener, to my readers, I want you to know that what's happened to me, my imprisonment, has actually served to advance the gospel, that there is purpose in his season mm-hmm. where he's choosing to rejoice Uh, when there is certainly opportunity to worry. And so talk about why it's hard to rejoice always. What makes that difficult? Well,
1: yeah, circumstances like the ones right now, uh, I mean, it would seem absurd to rejoice, but let's just start with this. Understand, you might say, look, I'm not there. That's fine, but just understand what the Bible is saying in this moment, in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of uncertainty, Mm -hmm. in the middle of fears, the Bible is challenging you to find joy and rejoice in this moment. And so uh, let's keep moving through this because I think it, it kind of helps it become a little bit more real sure. as to how do you get to a place of joy? But let's just start with that. You can have joy right now through this whole pandemic for however long it lasts. So let's keep going here. Um, it says, let your reasonableness be known to everyone. You know, we talked a little bit about that. When you're feeling worry, you know, worrisome, you're not very reasonable as a person. You can get irritable. You can oh, kind yeah. of cause stress, um, and so like that. It's already kind of pointing out that you know we we don't treat each other well when we're worrying. But then it says the Lord is at hand, and I think that is that's the anchor. And so
0: what what does that look like to experience? Because we can know that in our heads. Yes, Jesus is near. God is near me. Well, what does it look like how do we access this sense where it's just keenly aware where our hearts are confident that Jesus is near he hasn't left us he hasn't forsaken us what tools has god given us or how does this passage teach and instruct us to experience and receive that peace
1: yeah uh, that's so good because we can be like yeah 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 i know god's in control i know god's in control and sometimes that feels like the only thing we have to offer is, i, I know it's great. yeah it's a platitude it's just yeah the lord's in control well this is then what you do, okay, to, when you know the Lord is, a, is in control. So we've been commanded to rejoice always. Let's pick it up in verse six. Do not be anxious about anything. That's the next command. Don't be anxious about anything. And again, Christian, again, we have to fight this. And But notice what the Bible is saying. It doesn't matter the situation, whether you're in an ancient Um, prison of the Roman era waiting to be beheaded or you're in modern South Florida in the midst of a pandemic, Mm. the command is and the possibility, at least acknowledge the possibility that we can be filled with joy and be absent of anxiety. But let's just keep going through this. This is what it says to do. This is kind of like a formula. It says, everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. That I think there is the formula. So
0: three key words there I'm seeing and maybe be helpful to break each of these sure. down. Prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving. What, are, what does he mean by those three things?
1: Yep, I think prayer is kind of the umbrella term. That is, if the Lord is at hand, take advantage of it. Don't just keep saying, God's in control, God's in control, God's in control. Well, he's in control, And he's at hand, he's nearby, he's with you. So it's not just knowing the theological truth that God is sovereign and that God is controlling everything. Mm. He's your heavenly father. Supplication, which is basically making your requests known. That's what supplication is. It's offering a request to God, but do that with thanksgiving. Mm. So if I'm afraid, if I'm anxious, if I'm worrisome, Bring those requests to God. Okay, well, the Lord is at hand and he's our father. We should take that to the Lord. We should, whether, Lord, I'm afraid about the economy. Lord, I'm afraid I'm gonna get sick. Lord, I'm afraid about my loved one who's at high risk or maybe you're high risk. Bring that request to God because he's nearby. Don't just from a distance say he's in control. Engage him because he's at hand. Bring your requests before him. And then this is is like the secret ingredient. Mm -hmm. Mix in thanksgiving with it. Because that is always a reminder, one of what we do have, but it's also a reminder that when he's been at hand, the fact that he's at hand and the fact that we bring a request to him, he responds and he answers those. And so bring your requests, Lord, I'm afraid that, you know, what if we, what if this happens? What if this happens? Lord, I'm bringing this request to you. Please don't let this happen. Please help with this. Please give me wisdom. Please provide. And then after we've offloaded those requests. We've cast our burdens on on the Lord, as the Psalm says. Then we mix in thanksgiving. Then we take a time to to pour in thanksgiving. That is, I think, the secret ingredient to this. Wow, so
0: what reasons? So let's break this down a little bit. What reasons do we have? So um, as believers in Christ, what reasons or motivations do we have for thanksgiving that we can pray about these various things. Some of us are praying very seriously. You may have lost your job or you may be worried that you might lose yes. your job. Um, some, of, some of us maybe have uh, family loved ones that we're concerned about. Mm-hmm. What are the types of things that we would give God thanks for in the midst of us saying, God, here's what I'm I'm requesting. Here's what I'm asking sure. you to come through with. What does that Thanksgiving look like?
1: Yeah, let me toss them out. I'd also love to hear from you on that sure. subject. Um, There's a foundation that no matter what the circumstances are, and we have a rich heritage as Christians uh, for this, there is a foundation that no matter what the scenario is, we have so much to be thankful for. Mm. Um, Let's just start with our salvation. Uh, Everything else on this earth could fall away and everything could fall apart. You know, we could be a Job, but um, what Paul says is the suffering of this present world doesn't compare with the glories to come. And so... Really, we have, if we have nothing else, we have Jesus. I remember there's this this story um, of this man. He was, I think this is by the Puritans. This is a couple hundred years old. And he was walking, he was doing a prayer walk and he's walking through the woods and he sees this shack. And there's this commotion in the shack. And so he kind of like wondering what's going on. He walks closer and he sees this this woman, um, obviously in dire poverty, Mm. and she has this crust of bread. And he overhears her saying with joy, All this and Jesus too. Wow. I've always loved that story mm. because if you have Jesus, you have eternity waiting for you. Wow. So, again, our joy is unconquerable because this we're just passing through here. We're this is just the waiting room, we're in the womb, waiting for life in heaven, which is far more real. So, let's start with that. Secondly, we have God who's with us and everything will turn around for our good. That is a guarantee in Scripture. And then we, beyond that, we, we can always look around and see our blessings.
0: You know, there are so many uh, items that are just blessings of His grace that we're not entitled to, we didn't necessarily deserve or earn in any way that He's given us as, as gifts of grace. And so um, those simple things, in addition to, yes, primarily our salvation in Jesus... In addition to God's word, that we have this light to our feet and to our path that helps us navigate through difficult waters, um, but there there are so many ways we can look to um, who God is, what He's done for us in Christ, the the grace He's given us, the blessings that we've experienced to mix in, as you say, to use your language, that ingredient of thanksgiving, that as I'm praying for my children, yeah. uh, praying, God, protect them. God, watch over them. Lord, please protect my home. Keep us healthy and strong and safe. Right. As I'm praying that, I mix in with that. And God, thank you for every single moment you've right. given me with them. And thank you, Jesus, that... No matter what, you are always with me. There's always reason for that Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, and I, I would say a lot of times, you know, in seasons like this with a pandemic, you know, there's a lot of things to be to to that are legitimate worries. Um, but we we can ex- still expel that worry. But in other seasons of life, sometimes our worry is based on things that we want that we've elevated to a need. Mm. And so, yeah, using Thanksgiving it helps us be, it breeds, Thanksgiving breeds contentment and it gives us joy right. over all the things we have. Because if we get in this cycle of never stopping to just look around at all the things we have, then we are, we're, we're losing out. We're losing out on all the joy from the things we, we're in this cycle of discontentment, mm. never actually getting to joy. We're always reaching for joy, reaching for joy, and never stopping to thank God for all the things that we do currently have. And so Thanksgiving is so important to help extinguish anxiety. We gotta offload our concerns, but we've gotta actually, uh, Thanksgiving is key because it brings a contentment, which just releases joy for all the reasons. We have so many legitimate reasons for joy in our life. And if we don't stop and think about those things, we miss out.
0: That's so good. Well, I wanna ask you about the very next verse here in a second in Philippians 4 because I think it's a fitting kind of way to transition our time. What you were just saying, it just reminded me of what I read this morning. Uh, God says um, through the author of Hebrews, Hebrews 13, he says, be content with what you have, for God has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's good. The author is saying, listen, God, God wants us to be content with what we have, and as a way of reminder, we have God. Yes. God will never leave us or forsake us, and if we have him, and nothing else. We are satisfied. We have everything we need in Him. Uh, and so let's transition. Tell us about verse eight. How does this yeah. kind of passage then transition, and what does that speak to our moment right now?
1: For sure. So we started with with joy, Christian. You can expect joy. You can that that is. You can choose joy, and just at least know that the Bible is challenging us to have joy no matter the circumstances. We can choose that we are not going to have anxiety and worry. That is something the Bible says it's possible to overcome. We we do that by offering our requests to God. We're honest. We're real. No matter how small or how big, we bring those requests to God because He's with us. And then we mix in thanksgiving. And then it promises the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. So, it'd be expecting for a miracle of peace that the world can't understand. It can't comprehend. How could you be a, so much peace during a season of a pandemic? That is possible for a Christian. But verse eight is absolutely Mm. vital. This is where so many Christians, I think, go awry. They stop at verse seven. Verse eight is a part of this equation. This is what it says. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, Mm -hmm. think about these things. That is so important. After you've offloaded your requests to God, After you have chosen not to worry, after you've thanked God, you reset your mind, plug your mind into things that are beautiful, the things that are commendable, the things that are excellent. Mm. And so I I just really want to challenge you in this season, Christian, you need to make sure that you're measuring the amount of news you're putting into your mind right now. Mm. If you're just letting, if you're just letting the news run of all of the most current horror stories, if you're just letting the conspiracy theories and the projections about the economy, yes, stay informed, but don't just plug your brain in for hours a day, article after article, blog post after blog post, projection after projection, Let it don't let that just cultivate your mind and continue to produce fear because then you're just staying in the loop. Offload your requests, be informed, Offload those requests, give them to God, choose not to not to be filled with worry, choose to be filled with joy, thank the Lord, mm-hmm. and then set your mind on wonderful things. Sit down, play with your kids. Yeah. Sit down, fill your mind with scripture. Uh, fill your mind with beautiful, wonderful things. So many Christians, they go through this process. And they and they never find they they interrupt the peace that God wants to put in their in their in their hearts because they they just keep the the newsfeed running on their television in the background. They keep reading article after article, keep researching more and more. We've got to be be very intentional about what we fill our minds with. That's part of maintaining the peace from God.
0: yeah. And in some twisted way, we think that by staying informed, we gain control. Yes. And to just kind of end where we started uh, with this idea of worry we're only just fueling more and more worry. And each of those headlines, each of those news articles, they are banking on literally more and more clicks, more and more engagement. And so we need to be watchful. And so for some of us, our takeaway may be a little less on the news and a little more time, enjoying the people right in front of us. Uh, That means oftentimes just in our home Uh, and time for prayer, time with God, time with one another. Uh, and so thank you so much for joining us on the City Rev Life podcast for this episode. Uh, we look forward to being with you again in a future episode. Thank you for joining us on City Rev Life. You can subscribe to this podcast, rate and review wherever you're listening to this. And we love it when you share it with your friends on social media. For more videos and content, go ahead and check us out at cityrev.org slash podcast or download our City Rev Church app. Have a great day.